Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy. And as you can, well, I say as you can see, it is very dark there, but I am joined by Ben Aiton, uh, who is currently walking back to his car after tonight's uh, loss, second loss in 11 games, um, which, you know, on the whole of things doesn't sound that bad, but um, a loss to Ipswich tonight. First things first, Ben. Other than the result, how are you? I bet you're freezing, aren't you? It's not too bad um, t- oh, tonight. It's not not as cold as what it was against the Norwich game. Um, but yeah, no, I'm all good, thank you, mate. I've got my beanie hat on, as you can see, so it's kept me warm during the game. Um, so yeah, no, it's just just disappointed, mate. That was that was that was upsetting to see towards the end because, I, like we both just said in the waiting room. We more than matched them tonight, and if anything, second half were all better and edged a little bit more, didn't we? And it's just frustrating, but I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. But how how are you, mate? I'm very, very good, mate. Um, I'm I'm at home watching it in the warmth. With you can probably hear in the background my cat. She's uh, she's wanting to uh, yeah, she's wanting to have her say. So I might get her up here and get her on the mic. She can take over my position. Um, but yeah, no, it's disappointing. But I think I suppose you can take some positive out of the fact that we sat here, just lost the second in the league, and we're disappointed because yeah. there are positives to take from that game. And I thought we more than matched them. I mean, just to start at the beginning, Ben, the only change we saw in the start eleven was um, Jake Livermore come back in for Elsa. Um, what was your thoughts on that? It, it, was that the only change you would have made from the Southampton game, or would you have made any other? Um, no, that's probably the only change I would have made because we, we ended the game strongly against Southampton. I know people were called us a Healy to start, but realistically, he's, he's, he's not played much this season, so it would have been a massive gamble to throw him in from the off. Um, but yeah, I, I was just pleased that Livermore was back in the team because he adds a little bit more, doesn't he? Um, a bit more bite in that midfield, a bit more. Um, Commitment than Serialta, the positioning is better as well, and the encouragement that he gives to his teammates as well. So, yeah, I was pleased with Livermore's inclusion, but coming towards the end of the game, I kind of thought we looked really tired, so maybe we should have maybe done a couple more changes. But hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Absolutely, I, I, I completely agree with what you just said about Livermore there. I think he controls that midfield 
much more so than Francisco Sierra does. He's got more of a calm persona and he's got that swagger. Whereas I think Sierra tonight against Ipswich in that middle, that could have been a recipe for disaster, to be honest. Uh, so I'm quite glad that Livermore came back in. But obviously, you know, we're going into a game where we're playing second in the league. Um, we played top of the league Leicester a few weeks ago and, and did all right for, you know, most spells of the game. But this time round, Ben, at home, you know, bit of a fortress at Vicarage Road at the moment. That tonight is actually the first time this season where we've scored first and lost. Um, we, I think we've won six of them and drawn three of them previously. Um, but especially at Vicarage Road at the moment, it's becoming a bit of a fortress. And I must say, Ben, I thought we started, we, we come out the blocks and I think we caught them by surprise, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We came out really strong. Um, it, was, it was good to see, actually. Um, but yeah, first five minutes, we were, I wouldn't say all over them, but we looked more up for it. But then after that, it's which got their foot on the ball and they got that high press going, didn't they? And I haven't seen a team come to Vicarage Road and press that high before. And credit where credit's due, but they're absolutely fantastic at it. And they've had this same spine of a team for the last like 18 months, 24 months, haven't they? So they've got the game plan down to an absolute T, but I thought we really struggled with that because they were pushing us right way back and we couldn't get out of that penalty box and it, it was a struggle and it, I don't know about you, but I just thought the half was going so slow. Obviously, it got better when Watford got that 1-0 goal, but um, yeah, it, 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 I, I was worrying a little bit at the start. Yeah, and I think that's you know, that's going to be expected. You know, you've got second in the league. Ipswich are absolutely flying at the moment. And funnily enough, I was talking to my boss about this at work earlier and he was saying, you know, sometimes you don't have to make a load of signings coming up from League One to the Championship. The fact that Ipswich did so well and they can keep that momentum going and they have done into this season. I mean, they've got, what, 40-odd points already? I think they were just saying on the TV then, Leeds are currently losing. I don't know if their game's finished now. They're nine points clear of third place already. Um, so, you know, it, it is disappointing. Of course it is. But um, I think well, I must say... Far the best then, team that's came to Vicarage Road this season, I I, I yeah. just thought that was that first half. I thought that was fantastic, and yeah. you can tell they've got so many good players in that team as well. Like Chaplin, you Harness, you got Hurst up front, and Hutchinson. I thought he was unbelievable, and he had Lewis on toast for the whole game, and didn't know what how to deal with him. And it, it was mm. it was frustrating to watch because you just wanted Lewis to maybe get a bit tighter or show him onto his weaker foot, but. Hutchinson had the beating of him all day and that was we've spoken about it in the last couple of weeks saying that each game Lewis is getting better but I think he took two steps backwards tonight yeah yeah I, I look I think Hutchinson was was their best player as well I really really do but like I say you know to start the game in the manner that we did we know that Kieran McKenna's side they like to play out from the back and they'll persist with it and one thing we've been good at this season, and one thing Val's teams in general are good at, is that high press. And yes, they operated a high press, but so did we. And it paid off to start with. Their goalkeeper completely made a hash of his pass. Uh, I think Aspria got onto it, passed it to Rajovic. Rajovic should have scored, really. But luckily, the rebound was nicely placed for Aspria to get his fourth goal of the season. And when that goal went in, Ben, 
because of how we've been playing at Vicarage Road recently, did you think, you know what, I think we might actually do something here? Or were you always wary because Ipswich are the way that they are, they would get back into it eventually? Well, first things first, it was fantastic press, wasn't it, um, mm. from Watford. They executed it well. Um, but yeah, got got our noses in head. You kind of wanted us to keep on going, but kind of stalled a little bit because then again, it's we kind of caught them on the counter for that, didn't we? And pinned them up into their penalty box. And after the, the kickoff again, it was back to um, Ipswich possession, um, passing it around, pinning us back in our penalty box again. And then it was just. I don't know about you, but that drag um, first half just dragged afterwards because it was just constant attacks down Lewis's side, and it was I couldn't wait for that half-time whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I say, you know that that Hutchinson thing. Like I say, I think he's on loan from Chelsea, and uh, you can see why Chelsea have got such a player. He's he's quite an exciting prospect, and poor old Lewis defensively, like you say, I think he had a he, he had it tough tonight. But I think going forward, I thought him and Semmer continue to link up really, really well. Yeah, um, I just want, to, just want to read a couple of comments out. Matt2890 um, says, it's disappointing, but the team played well. We seemed to work out the way Ipswich was playing. Um, Mark Schofield, who's a regular listener, evening Mark, he says, really upset and annoyed that we lost, especially the way that we gave them a real gift of a goal for the winner. I thought who Lewis and Ince were poor tonight. And he also thought Rajovic uh, did very little as well. Now, you know I, I, what? I, that that yeah. just shows how far we've actually came in the last Absolutely. few games, really. To be disappointed to, to lose a 2-1 narrow defeat at home to second place Ipswich Town, that just shows how far we've came, really. And I was just talking to the boys after leaving the game that we've got the commitment in this side now. You, you, you can't fault that. And you couldn't fault that tonight in this 90 minutes we've just seen. It was just the unforced areas that caused, that caused, caught us out tonight. Like Wesley Hoop, for example. I thought that was the worst I've seen him um, pass the football tonight. His distribution was awful. And then he obviously got caught in possession for um, their second goal as well. But it's just, we, we just looked a bit tired. And I think that's what really caught, um, caught us out tonight. Because you couldn't fault the the determination or the willingness or the effort from the team is it was just maybe we looked a little bit tired and the substitutions were a bit delayed and we needed it to be freshened up a little bit earlier absolutely and and one problem you're going to have is you cannot give teams like Ipswich an inch because you give them an inch I can't believe this the cats come on the screen um you can... <laughs> Gat is literally like right underneath me. Um, New third I, member. I would not to continue. <laughs> um, oh, you, can, you cannot. Oh, class. <laughs> Mike's currently got a right. pussy on his lap. <laughs> right, you, can, you cannot give a team. Give <laughs> switch. tickling you, see. This is really unprofessional. At least we can laugh after tonight. Eh? Um, <laughs> the highlight of the night might get entangled by his pussy. <laughs> you cannot give. Take take twenty four. <laughs> you cannot give a team like Ipswich. There we go. My word. Um, you cannot give a team like Ipswich 
an, an inch because they'll take a mile. And I think I was really disappointed in the manner that we conceded that, that the equaliser. I think Hamer was unlucky. It was you could see he was at full stretch to try and keep it out, and I thought he initially did well to try and claw at it and, and, and keep it out. But I must admit, um, I, I think he had a great first half. But Ryan Andrews very very poor for that that equaliser. What what were your thoughts on the equaliser, Ben? Because you you were right behind it. Yeah, don't worry. I'm still here. I just turned off my camera because I'm back in the car now. So, um, or actually, I just I'm still laughing at Mike's pussy there, um, everyone. Um, but yeah, no, um, it, it was just disappointing that first goal to concede, wasn't it? I think Lewis could have done better, and I know I keep going back to Lewis, but it, it was his man over there with Hutchinson, and he, he allowed him to get the ball into the box, and then yeah, Andrew should have been closer to that. He should have been tighter. So. Um, it was just frustrating because we got our noses ahead, and then we was back to square one again, and. But again, it's. I don't think we can be too disappointed tonight. It, it was. It was an error. We reacted well afterwards. We, we saw out the first half. Went in half time at one-one. We had a good opportunity from a corner just before half time as well. So we reacted well from going behind. And again, this is down to the character of the, the squad and the reaction of it. And the, it, it, it was good to see. But I just wanted that half time whistle. Yeah. Well, the half time whistle did appear. Thankfully. Uh, and you're sort of going into it and uh, at half-time and you're thinking, right, 1-1 against Ipswich. We're doing all right. You know, Ipswich have probably got the wind in their sails a little bit because they've just equalised. Uh, and then we come out the second half. And I must say, Ben, I thought we come out second half and I thought that first sort of five, ten minutes was absolutely bonkers. Like... Both teams just couldn't get a foothold in the game and it was really erratic and it was absolutely crazy and it was uh, one end to another and and both, like I say, both teams really struggled to get a foothold in, that, in, in the start of that second half. But I suppose flip it on its head and you could say that that's good. You know, you don't want teams like Ipswich to start gaining momentum in, in the second half. And I must admit, I thought... We could have easily thought, right, you know, 1-1 against Ipswich, let's rest on our laurels here. But I thought we did all right and we tried to get forward. But again, Ben, as it's so far the story of the season, we're creating those half chances, but we, we're not do, we, we're not finishing them. And it's cost us again. Yeah, it has cost us again. And Ryovic, he had two sitters tonight, really, didn't he? Kiembi didn't have his shooting boots on either. Um, and then ints towards the end as well. It's just that's what's costing us at the moment. It's 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 not being clinical enough from Watford, and that's why we're maybe talking about a two-one defeat tonight, and not maybe a two-two draw or even a three-two victory. Um, I can yeah. see you're still having a chat with your your cat. Is everything all right there, Mike? <laughs> I just can't believe that happened. That that's probably going to get the most views. Um, I have to send it into a what, what's it, you've, been framed, you've been framed yeah get 250 yeah. quid we can get a new camera for the podcast uh, put it on TikTok we'll go viral and then maybe yeah, you might end up on I'm a Celebrity next year <laughs> um, yeah I mean Mark again here has, has said you know we've like you said earlier basically Ben we've now proved we can compete with the best teams if we continue to keep injury free and add a couple of signings in January we can definitely get into the playoffs and I think Katie made a really good point in the um, in the Southampton uh, post-match podcast. And she said, don't forget, it wasn't long ago where people were genuinely saying this team could be in a relegation battle. 
and you know two losses in 11 games that's not to be sniffed at those two losses are against the top two as well it's not as if we've thrown in a loss against Rotherham just for banter but you know we we're really building momentum at the moment and we've really come close to getting another point against Ipswich. It's a shame, you know, that gap has opened up a bit again. Preston winning tonight, Sunderland again. I think Sunderland um, ended up winning. In fact, Sunderland did win. So we are now, we're on 28 points and Sunderland occupied six and they're on 33 points and we've both played the same amount of games. However, we've got a bit more of a favourable run coming up. Um and Ben, often is the, the theme of the podcast, the substitutions, I must admit, I thought the longer the game went on 1-1, because of how well we've been doing and we like to score in uh, from the 80th minute onwards, I, I quietly thought, right, OK, well, it's 1-1, we might get another goal in the last 10 minutes, but I thought the subs killed us. Why he brings off a Spreer, a Spreer looked really, really lively tonight. In- I don't get it. What like what is going on with the substitutions? He, he killed us tonight. Yeah, it, it, it did kill us. Um, that that one was frustrating, the Espria one. But the one that really like frustrated me the most was the double substitution after we just conceded when we had to try and go for it. We brought Healy on and also Martins. But why couldn't he make that change five minutes earlier um, when we was on top? It was 1-1 and that would be a signal intention going, OK, we're going after this. And we had Ipswich on the ropes. Um, the amount of times we was closing them down in that penalty box and the rookery and everyone else in the in the ground was fully behind what the team moves on board. We, we could smell that Ipswich were vulnerable at that point. So I would have liked us to brought on Healy and Martins at five minutes early when we was having that really good spell because I smelt blood and then what happened up the other end was it was just silly, wasn't it, Mike? It was it was Wesley Hoot and maybe that's what the Southampton fans were talking about when he was playing for them. He he ended up losing a couple of balls on the edge of their penalty box and that's why Southampton fans aren't very fond of him. But he's had a completely different career at Watford, but. To be fair, Wesley Hoot's been absolutely outstanding this season and probably Watford's player of the season. So we can't be too harsh on him, but it, it was maybe a performance to forget for Wesley Hoot. Yeah, I, I definitely think this was, you know, considering how well he's been doing recently and we've been singing his praises on here, I think that was one of his worst performances um, uh, of late, which is a real shame because, you know, like you say, he's he's vastly becoming one of the fans' favourites. Um, and, I mean, the pass from KMA, could that have, you know, done him over a little bit? But that touch was absolutely horrendous. And, again... We, we gifted it switch of three points tonight. There were so many unforced errors in that Watford team. The passing was all over the place. And, mm-hmm. and this is what I bring it back to when you first asked me about that starting eleven. Was I happy with the one change? At the point... Absolutely. I, I was happy about one change. But as the game went on, we just looked tired. And, mm. and you could tell by the passing, the, the positioning of the players. And if anything, and, and you, can't, you can't fault the players either. They've put so much into these last few games. The run we've been on has been incredible. Um, and we've played really good oppositions as well. 
Um, so I just think the, the players tonight, Mike, I don't know if you agree, they just they look like they've run rag, ragged. And Ken Semmer and Jamal Lewis, they both looked absolutely exhausted at one point down that left-hand side. And maybe we might see some changes at Preston. Um, it's just been lots of games coming up lately, hasn't it? And yeah, may, maybe we, we should have maybe changed it up a little earlier or or mm. made a couple of changes in the starting lineup. Well, I mean, you know, Ipswich tonight, for example, they made five changes and they, they were still able to put a really strong side out. Obviously, they've got one eye, well, both eyes now on a, on the East Anglian derby on Saturday. So, yeah, you know, you'd expect maybe to ring a couple of changes, but then you sort of, bit of catch-22, really, you, you change it to freshen up the team, but then at the same time, the team's been doing so well, you don't want to rock the apple cart. Um, I mean, on Ken Semmer, I wanted to point out, like Max just said here, he can't see why he took Semmer off because he was playing so well. He was opening up the play and providing the balls into the box. And I thought that was one of Ken's best games for us this season. Um, yes, he tired towards the end. And yes, he had a fantastic game away at Swansea. But Ken's tenacity and the willingness and the fight and the desire you know what he what he misses in talent, he makes up for in hard work. That that's the type of player that Ken is, and it, you can see why he's such a fan favourite down at the Vic. But I think you've you've hit the nail on the head, Ben. It, it wasn't long ago where we were often talking about gifting, you know, points to opposition. You look at the Coventry game this season; all three goals we gifted them. You look at um, I'm trying to think of uh, of some others now as well, but. Um, the you know Millwall for example we we gifting them the goals and tonight after a long period of seemingly cutting it out and not gifting them we go and gift them the you know three points and it's really really frustrating and like I said at the start of the pod I think we can take positives out of it that we are sat here frustrated you know usually if you're a team that's sort of mid table going for an outside chance at the playoffs and you've just lost to second in the league, you'd you sort of might be like, well, yeah, we lost, but, you know, it was to be expected. The fact that we sat here and we, we're pissed off and we're annoyed and we're disappointed shows how far the team has come. They were off, they were saying, the commentators on Sky, first 10 games, you know, we'd only won, I think we'd only won a game or two, or I can't remember exactly. And now the last 10 games, we've won 19 points. Like, that's a remarkable turnaround. And I don't think for one minute that this game will impact us going forward. We've got Preston, which will be a tough game. They won tonight, but they're on a bit of a iffy run. Uh, I'm led to believe they're not doing great at home in, like recently. And then we've got Blackburn as well, another team who won um, tonight. So we've got two you know, big games coming up. Um, another comment here from Scott Michael. We've not heard of him for a while. Scott, hope you're doing well, mate. Uh, Hoot was at fault, but a fairly good performance. I'm sure Ed Sheeran will be taking a piss out of Elton for a while. It's funny you mention Ed Sheeran because our very own Joe Thomas has just sent this in our group chat. So there we go. Joe Thomas has met Ed Sheeran outside the ground. He is one for catching the celebs whenever they come to Vicarage Road. And um, I think Sky were a bit excited that he was there tonight. Where's um, Joe's photo of me and him earlier? You're not telling me you just shown a photo of Ed Sheeran and Joe, but not a photo of me and Joe? Come on. Well, just so we are clear, 
Joe also met another celebrity, Ben Aiton from Voices of the Week. There he is. That, there that's he the is. real one. That's the real celeb spotting tonight at the Vic. Um, but yeah, Ben, just before we wrap it up, because I, I don't want to be too long, it's, uh, it is midweek and um, I've got work tomorrow, etc. In terms of going forwards, obviously Preston on Saturday now, uh, going to be a tough game, you know, we, we, we're quite similar in terms of points so far and league position. I'm not going to ask you names, but would you certainly be looking to change the team now or would you try and stick with what we've got? Well, I am liking the consistency of like having the same team because it is helping the team play with each other each week and understand the chemistries and the patterns of play and all that. But after tonight's performance, because the boys gave it everything again tonight, I would make maybe a couple of changes. Um, it's just who do you make the changes for? I would maybe bring in Bio for Ryovich again. Ryovich didn't really do too much tonight. Um, Bio's press is brilliant, and that's what helps us out at times. Um, so he, he really pinned it, switched back in that second half. So maybe Bio to come in. Um, and then I, I don't know, Maya, would you make any other changes to the team? Because I, I know they, they probably need it. We might need to freshen up the midfield, but who would you want to take out? Would you want to take out KMB or Kone? Yeah. Because they've, they've both been doing so well lately. I, I know. Kiembi was maybe off the boil tonight, but you can't fault what he's put in recently. But would you make any changes? I, I think you, you've you've given me an idea there that definitely. I think Kiembi looks leggy tonight, but as you rightly said, he's been doing so well recently. You know, he's he's maybe due a bit of a stinker of a game, and I think it's just like you say, it's the fact that the championship is relentless. We should know this. We've been in the league many, many moons now and, you know, everyone knows that the championship is relentless, you know, sometimes Saturday, Tuesday, three games in a week. Um, but I would probably look at bringing, I wouldn't bring Loser in because I think Loser is 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 out, going out in January. He wasn't in the squad at all tonight. I might be tempted to stick Deli Bashiro in, maybe a, a game against a team like Preston might suit him. Uh, failing that, I'd maybe just throw Chuck Badadzi in. Um, and then a couple of other comments, Ben, in terms of um, the team selection going forward for Preston. Mark Schofield said the only change he would possibly make would be Martins for Lewis. Presumably then he would put Ken at left back and then Martins can play further up. Um, I, I do like that. That's a good shout. That's exactly what he said afterwards. <laughs> Um, where's that crystal ball? Um, Scott Michael said Hamer needs to keep his spot. I mean, I, for what it's worth, I think Hamer did the right thing to try and prevent Morsey tonight. He come out very, very quickly, and you've all, all, all you can do as a goalkeeper in that in that position is make yourself big and come out as quick as you can. Other than that, Ben, would you stick with Hamer? Has, has he done anything particularly wrong in your eyes tonight or the last few games that you, you're maybe sat there thinking, well? Maybe it's time for Batman to come in, or or you no, Hamer keeps his spot. Hamer keeps his spot, even if he's got one leg. Um, 
the Hamer again, he just gives that bit of confidence, doesn't he, to the back line. And you could tell tonight, even with his switches high press, he was nice and calm and collective on the ball. You wouldn't have got that with Daniel Batman. And I don't think you can take Hamer out of the team. He hasn't had a bad performance. It, it's been good in, his, uh, in the recent games. And for me, it's, it's Hamer's... Um, He's got that number one jersey, so I wouldn't put Daniel Batman in unless Hamer got injured. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I think I completely agree. So I'd maybe look to to bring in that Lewis one now has got me thinking, but I definitely look to bring in maybe chat the dads in the middle for KMB, give KMB a rest. And like you say, you know, Bio comes on. We know what we're going to get from him. He might not be a great finisher, which ultimately that's what you want from your striker, but. He's someone that will press the goalkeeper and he'll press the ball. Uh, Mark also says that he would go by for Rajevic as more pacey in away games when we hit them on the break. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know what? I think we'd probably do the same as well. Um, so I'd probably take Lewis out of the team as well, get Semmer back to the left back and bring Martins into the team. And I think it's, it's been mentioned quite a lot from like Pete from Do Not Scratch Your Eyes that. When Semmer's in the team, it suits Ryovich. But if we're looking to take maybe Ryovich out of the team and put Bio in, then we can afford to maybe put Martins over on that left-hand side because you're not going to be crossing the balls into the box for Bio as much as what you do for Ryovich. Um, Ken swings them in, doesn't he, to him, for him to attack onto, where Martins always brings it over to his right foot. So I think that, that probably makes sense then. So maybe... Um, Martins for Jamal Lewis and then just buy over Ryovic. Absolutely, sorry, I was uh, <laughs> I was getting ready for the the podcast to be uploaded straight away. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I completely completely agree. Like you say, you know, Semmer's Semmer's someone that you know plays to Ryovic's strengths with the outswinging crosses, but I. Listen, I think we've got a fantastic player in Martins on there. And Healy looked lively when he came on tonight. So I wouldn't be against seeing Healy, you know, maybe get more than sort of 10, 15 minutes uh, or even less as he's been getting. But um, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, We're going to try and do more of these midweek podcasts. We're going to try and keep them short and sweet. I know Do Not Scratch Your Eyes do a a, a phone-in straight after the game. We're not trying to steal their thunder or take their slot. They they are fantastic. And if you don't already, uh, one, I'd imagine you're living under a rock. And two, make sure you go over and check theirs out. But we're going to try and do more podcasts in the week. Uh, if Ben's being at it, he'll join like he is now in the car and uh, on his walk back. Uh, or if if we're away, then uh, then we'll, we'll jump on here. But um, appreciate it tonight. The the numbers have been looking good, and thank you for tuning in. Um, and we'll be back. I believe we'll be back on Sunday. Me and Cam are going to the game on Saturday. Um, is there anything you wanted to sign off with, Ben? Or um, just keep your eyes peeled for the Christmas special that um, we recorded the other day. Um, yes. So we had all five of us on for it. Um, we did our annual Voices of the Vic Awards for seven different categories, I think it was. We threw in some random Christmas questions as well. Um, we all had a quiz at the end where we all asked each other five questions each. It, it was just a laugh, wasn't it, Mike? And there was lots of alcohol as well. All wearing our Christmas jumpers, very festive. So I'm in the middle of editing it at the moment. Well, not at the moment. Obviously, I'm driving home at the moment. I'll, I'll be bloody 
brilliant if I was editing it at the moment. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish editing it this week and then it'll probably be out the middle of next week in between the Preston and the Blackburn games. Uh, um, yeah, I hope you all enjoy it because we've put a lot of work into it and um, it, it, it was a laugh to record. Absolutely. And when Ben says we've put a lot of work into it, he's been very modest. Uh, I must say, Ben, Ben's done a lot of work behind the scenes to make this uh, as good as we can. We love doing the Christmas special as as, as ever. And uh, I think this is the best one we've ever done. Uh, and like Ben says, you know, he's, he's working hard to edit it and put a few things in there that are a little bit different to the voices of the Vic. So hopefully you like it. But as Ben said, keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday to review, hopefully, another three points or three points against Preston. Uh, myself and Cam will be going. And then me and Cam are actually going to Blackburn as well. So hopefully... If all goes to plan, you may even see a, um, a match day vlog from those two games from either myself or Cameron. Uh, but yeah, thank you very, very much is for joining tonight, guys. Hey? Is, your is cat my cat going? going? No, uh, no. Yeah, it's no, a No, she, um, no, she can jump on the, the post match pod if she wants and uh, she can have her say again. I was going to say, so, get her on next yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, she'll she'll uh, be in more place next Monday. But yeah, thank you very, very much for joining, guys. If you like the video, be sure to drop it a like. As I've been saying the last few weeks, likes mean a lot more than you might think. Um, hit the subscribe button as well, as I've noticed that's been creeping up, which is good. And uh, and yeah, stay safe, everybody. Take care and come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.